Waffles and his mates talk about things. That's right, you're listening to Wham Tat. Pew 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 pew. Ho ho ho, Merry Waffle Miss. It's me, Waffles, here, and we're doing some more Waffleness specials. Today we are going to be talking about why Die Hard is a Waffleness film. Now I know there is a controversial take. I know a lot of people will say, hey Waffles, Die Hard, it's just an action movie that just happens to be set on Waffleness. Doesn't mean it's a quintessential Waffleness film. But I would argue that if you actually give a closer analysis of the film, which is what we'll be doing with this episode, we'll be breaking down the film Die Hard and explaining point for point why it's a Waffleness film. We'll be comparing it to other famous Waffleness movies throughout the years, like a Waffleness story or uh, how a, a waffle got its grooves and other such Waffleness classics. Like, you all have seen them. They're all playing every day on Waffleness. You know, 24-7, you turn on the TVs, it's just Waffleness films over and over again. We're all familiar with the Waffleness films, right? Like, uh, Rudolph, the the Red-Nosed Baker, and, 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 you know, the rest of them, all the old Rankin Bass, and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, Waffleness movies, and Die Hard, I believe very strongly in my heart of hearts that Die Hard is right there with them, right? And this is why. The film Die Hards wouldn't exist without Waffleness. Like, let's, let's get that right out in the open. Like, all of the, mo- all of the music in the movie is Waffleness music which uh, we will be going through in another episode. We'll be talking about Waffleness music, breaking down uh, all the different songs, what makes a song a Waffleness song, and and what, you know, Waffleness carols, and the distinction between a carol and a song, and, you know, where the lines blur, and all that sort of stuff. Right, but we have to all admit that the movie soundtrack for Die Hard, it's Waffleness, right, through and through. Every song, you could take the Waffleness playlist you put all of the the diehard music in it play it at a wafflemas party nobody would notice right nobody would notice that you took all the music out of diehard and and played it at a wafflemas party because it's it's wafflemas music right people listen to those songs and it's it's a wafflemas songs you know like wafflemas rock and you know how santa saved wafflemas and you know famous songs and contemporary songs for the time that it was made so we can agree that the music in the movie is wafflemas through and through right you take those songs out you replace them and it's a different film right and so the film itself audibly is wafflemas right and you also get like wafflemas sounds outside of the soundtrack you know like constantly in the background you'll always be hearing the mixing of batter you'll be hearing the hiss of waffle irons uh the the food in in the film everybody is eating waffles you know it's a waffleless party that gets hijacked and so everybody there is eating waffles they're talking about waffles they're making waffles and so waffles are throughout the film Right, and was like, yeah, 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 but that's just the setting, right? You could take the movie in, you can move it into a different setting, but 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 this is the thing, right? This is the thing, like this is the analysis that I think a lot of, and we've had been talking just surface level, surface level stuff, right? But let's go deeper, right? That yeah, there's the waffles music, and yeah, there's the the waffle party, and yeah, you know, there's waffles throughout, even 
uh, one of the guys, I can't remember his name, whatever, you know, he's in the bathroom and he's snorting powdered waffles and that gives him the confidence to go and talk to the terrorist and he's all like, hey, booby, you want some waffles? Uh, you know, uh, how about you let everybody go and we'll do a couple of waffles and we'll get a bit of a trade going, hey, booby, whatever, you know, very quintessential 80s film, they're snorting, you know, powdered waffles. And so you even got little things like that, but whatever, right? That's all surface level. I get that. You know, that's aesthetics. So we're going to break down how John McClane is kind of Santa Claus in this film, right? Yeah, we all know the famous ho, 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 now I've got a machine gun, whatever, right? Even beyond that, right? Because you look at the quintessential story of how Santa invented waffles, right? And Santa as this mid-century Turkish baker who came across the recipe for waffles which had been you know locked away in this ancient temple that he had to break into and rediscover since you know ancient Middle Eastern monks had been preparing waffles for thousands of years previous but it was Santa that breaks into the temple in order to retrieve the recipe that had been lost right like nobody had been making waffles in the area for hundreds of years before saint nicholas broke in and discovered it right and so there is the sort of quintessential idea that waffles would have been lost to history and all relevance without santa claus without St. Nicholas, the same way that the party and, you know, Nakatomi Plaza and all of the hostages and all that sort of stuff would have been lost to the terrorists, and the terrorists would have won if not for John McClane and him acting the way that he did. Okay, so, so you're with me. You're with me, right? Is that if we say that the hostages themselves are the waffle recipe and there are you know uh, hints at this you know the the clothing that all of the hostages wear uh, you can analyze it and look at the shape and the pattern and the colors and all that sort of stuff and it all resembles all of the different ingredients that go into waffles right and the way that the tower itself is then exploded at the end, resembling, of course, the hot iron that waffles are baked in, right? You see where I'm going? You see where I'm going, right? And, of course, John McClane himself looks like very early ancient depictions of Santa Claus, right? You look at the reliefs, you look at ancient folk art from that time depicting saint nicholas especially that very famous fresco of saint nicholas exploring the tomb you know that yeah i get it not everybody did art history but it's you know this very well-known relief this very well-known fresco from the time like a contemporary yeah yeah it was made like a hundred years after the fact whatever but you know contemporary for the time right of santa claus you know swinging on a vine down from the temple with the waffle recipe in tow as the temple collapsed underneath him, right? This very, very famous piece of art, 
depicting the the legend, the story, who knows whether it's true, who knows whether it's apocryphal, that's for the historians to argue. What we're arguing today is that when John McClane, you know, gets the fire hose and he wraps it around himself and he swings out of the window in order to escape the explosion, like, that's that's a one-to-one. You know, like, you see the shot of Santa Claus, you see the shot of, of John McClane, and, you know, you can very tell that the filmmakers were paying homage to the ancient Santa rescuing the waffles from the temple. The film itself, and I'm going to sound like one of those, you know, idiot people that was just like, oh, Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing because, you know, look at look at The Shining and look at all the hotel and look at the all of the little, you know, clues and hints and whatever, right? They done a whole documentaries about it, you know, room, whatever, whatever. And you're gonna think, like, waffles, just you sound like one of those people saying you're looking for stuff that isn't there, or is this coincidences, or just paying homage to other things. Right, but even like I've, this is like this is the cherry on top of the waffle, as it were. You know, this is the maple syrup that I'm about to about to pour on you right now. So get ready for it. Going back to an interview with the filmmakers, right? When before the film was was released, before the film had even been finished editing, they were asked in an interview for Empire Magazine. Uh, so, what was the inspiration for for making the film? What was the inspiration for setting the film on Wafflemist? Joe Flower Ganelli, you know, the famous director of Die Hard pretty much said, well, I always loved Wafflemas as a child and I wanted to update Wafflemas for an adult audience. It's it's not just a holiday for for children and a lot of Wafflemas films and this is me paraphrasing him, right? He was saying again, a lot of Wafflemas films are directed you know, for kids, you know, and that Wafflemas is something that people kind of age out of, but he wanted to make a Wafflemas film that adults could enjoy. He wanted to say, hey, look, Wafflemas is for everybody, young, old, whoever. As long as you've got Wafflemas in your heart, as long as you enjoy eating waffles with your friends and family, like that's the message of Wafflemas. And he wanted to make a film that older people could, you know, watch when the kids have gone to bed or the kids are playing with their waffle toys or, you know, whatever that, you know, adults could sit and enjoy and he was like that's that's the film that he went out to make in this old interview that i found he says that i i made die hard as an adult wafflemas movie you know even the helicopter that comes in at the end with this little red blinking light you know i know that's on helicopters he was like hey that's like rudolph you know we got rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and you know so we got this helicopter with the red light so even things like that like all every all these little details he thought about he put into the film and and so so Joe Flowerganelli, he he was making the film with Wafflemas in mind. Like there's a reason he said it in Wafflemas and not just any other time of year. Right? And and so yeah. To me, Die Hard is a Wafflemas film. I think the director agrees with me on this. I think a lot of people agree with me on this. But if you if you don't think so, if you just think that, hey, Die Hard is one of those movies that you can just put on any time of year and enjoy it. And yeah, we're not going to talk about the sequels because, you know, fuck those sequels. Although Die Hard 2 is an Easter film. I will, I will explicitly die on that hill that Die Hard 2... Expect, like, they set it on Easter Island. 
What more do you need? Like, like, come on. Like, John McClane, at the end of the film, like, killing the terrorists by, by throwing eggs down their throat. Like, it's an Easter film. Come on. Like, what, what more do you want? Like, Die Hard 4 being Arbor Day. Like, yeah, I think he was stretching it a bit thin at that point. But, you know, Die Hard 1 and 2, you know, Die Hard, Die Harder, like, they're very clearly after the holidays. You know, they're very clearly holiday movies. And, like, I know people are going to be like, oh, Whamtat's not a movie or review show. I get it. I I do want to do... Because I do... I enjoy film. I like watching films. I like analyzing films. It's part of my personality. I want to bring more film analysis to the podcast. And, and so I thought, hey, it's Wafflemas. I'm doing Wafflemas episodes. Why not... Why not start reviewing Wolfamus films? And so this year I thought Die Hard because that's the controversial one. That's what I know people will, will see that title of a Waffle, you know, Die Hard is a Wolfamus film, and they'll be like, "Oh, I got opinions about this," and they'll give it a listen, whatever, right? So um, comment, you know, at at Waffles and Mates all over the internet. Comment and is Die Hard a Wolfamus film? Bring your evidence. You know, I, I, you know, this is the thing. No hard feelings. Like, if you don't think Wafflemas film, you know, if you don't think Die Hard is a Wafflemas film, then fine. Like, we can still be friends. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get that passionate about it and that I'm gonna be arguing with you. Uh, you know, it's not gonna break up any friendships or, or whatever. I hope not. Jeez, I hope film analysis never gets to that point. Um, but yeah, if you're a Patreon, Hey, sup, my lovely patrons. I love you all. Uh, hit it up in the Discord. Is Die Hard a Wafflemas film? I want to know. Uh, let me know your opinions on that. We'll have a good uh, discussion around that. What other? What's, what is your favorite Wafflemas film? Also, um, I want to know that. Like, Let's get some engagement. Let's get some uh, listener feedback here. Type in wherever you can find me on the internet. Uh, I, you know, I try to be places, you know, what is your favorite Wolfmas film and and why? And let's have a chat about it because uh, you know, Wolfmas films they're part of the they're part of the holidays. Um, yeah, so that's uh, patreon.com forward slash whamtat if you want to support the show uh, we are at Wolfs and Mates on the internet if you want to listen to us and you know big shout out to the patrons um, you're all amazing human beings it's a big thank you to Brad Jasha, Bachelor Katerina Von Pampeltet Rick Samsara and Michelle I love you all. You're all amazing human beings, and I wouldn't be making the show without you. Uh, boy.